Okay, before we get started today, a big thanks to Everance Financial for supporting The Morning Agenda. It empowers members to align their investments with their faith and values. You can find out more at everance.com slash centralpen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. A court is considering whether mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania need to be dated. And a mid-state school district refuses to pay invoices from cyber charter schools. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Wednesday, February 21st, and this is being recorded at 9.20 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. A federal appeals court will decide if mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania can be rejected if voters do not put the correct date on the return envelope. Two years ago, more than 10,000 ballots lacking a date were rejected across the Commonwealth. Judge Thomas Ambro, one of three hearing the case, summed up the central question. What does the date have to do with anything? Republican Party attorney John Gore says the date is one tool for ensuring the ballot was filled out by the correct voter. The date requirement is material uh, on the same theory that the signature requirement is material. The plaintiffs in the case say the date is not an important requirement since the ballot is only available within the legal voting window. The state legislature could solve the issue with an update to the law, but has taken no action to do so to this point. The case involves civil rights groups, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State, and the Department of Justice arguing for the date to be discounted, while congressional committees and the Republican National Committee want the rule to stay. As President Joe Biden pushes House Republicans to pass needed aid for Ukraine, he wants voters to understand nearly two-thirds would actually go to U.S. factories, including one in Scranton. Of the $61 billion proposed, nearly $40 billion would go to American facilities that make missiles, munitions, and other gear. The Scranton plant employs 270 people and manufactures 155-millimeter artillery shells. Now, over the next 15 years, the Army is investing around $240 million to upgrade equipment in the northeastern Pennsylvania facility. House Speaker Mike Johnson refuses to put the bill up for a vote in the chamber. The state legislature is beginning budget hearings two weeks after Governor Josh Shapiro laid out his spending proposal for the upcoming fiscal year. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports the hearings kicked off with a Senate meeting with the Independent Fiscal Office. Members of the Independent Fiscal Office, which provides revenue projections to use during the budget process, discussed several aspects of Shapiro's proposal. One included in the address was increasing the minimum wage. Shapiro wants to raise it to $15 per hour. Matthew Niddle is director of the IFO. He says the change would boost wage gains and tax revenue. We had done some preliminary calculations, and on page 9, you can see that we have about $3.4 billion in wage gains. During the address, Shapiro said if all his proposals were funded, the state would still have a surplus of $11 billion by June 2025. The IFO gave a more conservative estimate, saying it would be closer to $10 billion. And Vice President Kamala Harris has announced new funding for clean water infrastructure. Oliver Morrison, with our friends at WESA in Pittsburgh, has the details on her visit to the city. Harris visited the Homewood neighborhood 19 months ago when she touted the $50 billion allocated for water upgrades in President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. She returned Tuesday to announce that $6 billion of that funding is being sent across the country, including almost $200 million for Pennsylvania. Just a few weeks ago in the Hill District, 
A water main burst, and hundreds of people lost water for a full day. The $200 million now coming to Pennsylvania can be used to replace old water mains across the state, and also could be used to upgrade storm drains and prevent floods during the heavy rain. Now, the money can also be used to replace lead water pipes. Harris says the city has replaced pipes serving 10,000 people since her last visit and should have almost every line replaced over the next few years. So this morning, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania looking for a few stories to put on your radar, and I came across three this morning. Here's the first one. A mid-state school district is refusing to approve cyber charter school invoices. The news item reports the Southern Columbia Area School District in Columbia County has not made a motion to pay the bills in more than two years as a form of protest for not having oversight of cyber charter schools. In the past two months, cyber charter schools have billed the district more than $116,000. Former cyber charter school teacher Christine Smith is criticizing the stance, noting unpaid invoices hurt those institutions. The district operates its own cyber charter school, which has 32 students. Now, cyber charter schools do not charge students tuition, but receive the majority of funding from their students' home districts. The amount a charter school receives is based upon a statutory funding formula, which requires tuition rates for both regular and special education students. WellSpan Health is the first health system in Pennsylvania to use drones to deliver medications on a large scale. The York Daily Record reports it's teaming up with Zipline, the world's largest autonomous delivery service. So Zipline will use drones to transport prescriptions directly to patients' homes, as well as move lab samples and medical products between its facilities. The company claims it can make deliveries seven times faster than automobiles. A drone will hover over its destination in the sky while a delivery droid drops on a tether, steers to the location, and drops off its package. Patients will be notified when their medication arrives. And a Northumberland County man has been arrested after threatening the Shikalemi School District. The Daily Item reports Joseph Scanlon of Sunbury allegedly told a youth career worker he would go postal on the district. The woman called police, telling officers the 48-year-old was completely unhinged. Now, police say Scanlon had an issue over a school bus, which led to the threats. Authorities say he made 23 phone calls to the Shikalemi Administrative Building. Scanlon was taken into custody on a felony outstanding warrant. As a reminder, The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast and on WITF's YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to, as well as the NPR app. By the way, we are approaching our first birthday. The Morning Agenda officially launched February 27th, 2023. So I want to ask you a favor. Can you send me a voice memo or a video sharing your thoughts on why you listen? If you happen to have one of our Morning Agenda trucker hats, send me a photo of you wearing it. Whatever you're comfortable sharing, email it to me at tim underscore lambert at witf.org. That's tim underscore lambert at witf.org. I would love to include you in anything we do to mark this milestone because you are the driving force behind what we do. And be sure to check out our Spotify playlist. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, February 2024. And the playlist is a compilation of my songs of the day throughout the month. Today's is there. It's from The Replacements. I will dare.
And a big thanks to Everance Financial for supporting the Morning Agenda. It empowers members to align their investments with their faith and values. You can find out more at everance.com slash centralpen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And that is going to do it for the Morning Agenda today. It's a daily news podcast from WITF where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. I always appreciate your company. I should note I am off Thursday and Friday. Rachel McDevitt will be with you tomorrow. Randy Parker will be with you on Friday. And I will be back again on Monday. So be well. Enjoy the rest of the day. And you and I will talk again on Monday.